Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Free agency is like fun, right? It's fun to talk about. It's fun to write about. Um, I think, and I think it's certainly on the table. Um, but I think, you know, the, the probably mission mission for Jed is to like, what's the best way to build something that can last for a long time? And when I say like the organization's in a healthy place, I think my perspective of that is like, like he has all those options on the table to do that. But, but obviously, creativity can also get you in a lot of trouble. Um, so there, there's certainly the options to the ability to do it. There's the ability to talk about anything, I think. Um, I think Jed made that clear. Um, and that's exciting. Um, but I think how you build a team that is going to continually compete um, it certainly takes more than free agency. I think we all know that. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. That was Craig Council talking about uh, the organization and talking about free agency. And interesting to hear how he said it can get you in trouble also. As we come into Hour 2 of Inside the Clubhouse here, the winter meetings coming up this week. Bruce will be headed there tomorrow, and lots of interesting baseball news sure to come out this week. Uh, And we now head out, Bruce, to the SCORE Hotline, presented by Circus Sports Illinois, home of the world's largest sports book. The co-host of the uh, renowned show on MLB Network, Intentional Talk, our good friend Ryan Dempster joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Demp, good morning. Me and Mike Esposito welcome you today. And I guess your first thoughts are, uh, your first thoughts would hopefully be, can you tell us where Otani is going to land? If you can do that, I think we'll consider this a, a satisfactory interview. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike and, and Bruce for having me on. And of course, I know but I promised Shohei I wouldn't tell anybody until he does. So I think in the nature of good business, I'll do that. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I mean, we've never seen a free agent like this, um, you know, a guy who can do both things, a guy whose global impact on your organization, not just what he does on the field, but the buzz and news he generates all around the world is going to be pretty interesting. So, um you know, you hear these teams that are dropping out, but I, I've learned throughout the years of being in this business, both as a player, as an executive in, in television, that to always expect the unexpected. So 
Um, even if somebody says they're out, they're in. If somebody says they're in, they're out. And you always worry about that team you never hear about, especially in Shohei's case. Yeah, because he really is. I mean, you, you see him referred to, Ryan, as, as a unicorn, right? And there's not another like him. Certainly the, the hitting and pitching thing, not that pitching will happen in 24, but you have all of the stuff that's on the baseball field. And Bruce and I were talking earlier, too, on the business side as well, just in terms of ticket sales and marketing and television viewership and all of the other things. Having Shohei Otani on your team, I mean, that is instant eyeballs on everything. Yeah, it really is, you know, um, it, it, and it's, we're in this interesting world now where we're, we're really getting into the digital aspect of the world with apps and streaming services and all those kind of things that can play a part, um, whether or not a team does or does, who, who owns the team, right? Like the Blue Jays are owned by a Rogers, uh, you know, a media conglomerate. So, you know, there's a factor there where you can check and balance a lot of stuff, you know, what you might lose necessarily on the field, you might gain in a media aspect, there's all these different things. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some sort of messy type deal where he's getting a share of revenue streaming, you know, because, it, because you're talking about massive dollars. You're talking about dollars we've never heard of before, not even in a, you know, a Mike Trout average annual value or a Aaron judge. Like you're talking about the possibilities of $50 million a year for one player, if not more. So um, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. Does he, does he short, sign a shorter-term deal or a long-term deal with a short opt-out to be able to go pitch again and re-up his value even more? I don't know. Um, it's, all, it's all really interesting, and he's deserved it. I mean, he, you know, he's done something that nobody – we haven't seen since the days of Babe Ruth. And, and let's be honest, um, you know, as great as the legend of Babe Ruth is from a purely stuffed standpoint, what Shohei is doing is, is next level. So um, – it's it's going to be interesting the the meetings I, I just would love to see the secret meetings to be honest with you like i'm a big escape room guy i'm a big like james bond lover so i want to see these like you know like is he meeting with the mariners at the top of mount rainier you know like is he is he meeting in these special places and then in nashville is it a late night karaoke bar is it that karaoke booth that's in the walkway of the hotel we don't know it's interesting Ryan Dempster, our guest, uh, the co-host of Intentional Talk on MLB Network, along with our friends Sierra Santos and Kevin Millar. They do such a great job. I know their shows are done for 2023, but uh, Demp, are you going to be back in 2024 doing this show? Yeah, we, we are. We just, um, we're going to be back um, for, for at least a couple more years. And, uh, and it's been a really exciting, you know, Kevin and I have obviously known each other a long time um, and have always loved the game of baseball and, and bringing Sierra into the mix has, has been a, a blast this year to get her know, know her like, you know, the little sister she is to us. And um, we've had a blast talking baseball. It's a long season, Bruce, Mike, you know that, man, it's, there's a lot that goes on and we, have to sometimes find things to talk about from a baseball side and our show does that, but we bring in the lighter side and, you know, and, and the players enjoy it. The guys, we had them on throughout the playoffs and then in the world series being on the field and having guests and seeing these guys in the, in their biggest stage, let down a little bit and let their guard down for a moment because they can and provide some levity and just, uh, you know, have a little bit of fun because that's at the end of the day, that's all of this is still fun. It should be. Please make it still fun. That's what it's all about. It's fun for the fans to go to the games and, and be fun for players to, to be playing the games and have that smile on your face and um, and enjoy the, the talent that the game is presenting now. I mean, it's really, you know, 
it's easy to sit on our couch and be like, oh, when I played, or these kids, no, man, these guys are so talented. They do some crazy things on the baseball field, and so we get to highlight that, and, and what a gift that is that I get to have after playing and just had so much fun doing it this year and looking forward to doing it more in the future. Well, one of the fame, uh, I brought this up before, but I think it, it, when you talk about having fun in baseball, nobody had more fun than you and Kevin Millar. And <laughs> I just think back to 2000 and uh, 2000 and I don't know, it was seven uh, in Florida. I was on a road trip uh, with you guys and uh, the Cubs were struggling at the point and uh, out from nowhere comes Ryan Dempster in a Speedo in uh High heel shoes uh, with uh, goldfish in them and a golf club. Okay, that's what was walking around the clubhouse. And if that doesn't loosen up a team, nothing does. Uh, and uh, Demp, you know, having fun in baseball, as you mentioned, is such a key. Keeping people loose is such a key. So my next question goes to this on Otani. Otani doesn't usually speak to the media. When he does, it's only been after he pitches. Uh, in games. So all the questions and all the Otani stuff usually goes to the other 25 players. How does, how does that wear from your experience with superstars and other people talking more about them than they do uh, in your history? How do you think that works? Yeah, I, I think that it's vital that if you have a player of that kind of caliber on your team, that you have to have the guys like myself and Speedos and Goldfish sized high heels around. It just it, it it has to happen. You can't you can't expect those guys to perform at the level at which they do and have the demands of, you know, interviews and medias and and not have somebody that can take that load. I really truly believe that. You know, look what just happened with the Texas Rangers and I'll give you an example. We didn't see Corey Seager once on set. Nobody had him. I think MLB Tonight had him one time. He didn't. He, he's the World Series MVP. He was allowed to just go play. Same with Marcus Simeon. Same with their superstars. They were just go play. And why? Because they have guys on their team, like Nathaniel Lowe at first base, who loves to have a good time, like Austin Hedges. And I will argue with people that Austin Hedges was just as important to that team as Marcus Simeon was. And people will say I'm crazy. I get it. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just talking about a team for a team. I'm not talking about for performance. They don't even compare. They're not the same thing. In order to have a team together, you have to have guys who are willing to take the spotlight that is constantly shined on their teammates off them in other ways because it becomes, then all of a sudden you become in a bubble and then those then you become a, a separated clubhouse. So when you have guys who can provide, like for example, you know what Austin Hedges did in August of, of this past season? They figured out how many wins roughly that they would need to win, to get to the playoffs and win a World Series. So he had an idea that on each butt cheek he would start writing uh, the numbers in double digits all the way down to single digits in eye black (laughs) before every game. And then he wore the number under his uh, uniform on his ass before every game. And then then the guy on the team would wipe it off and they almost like the – you know, the owner of the Cleveland in, uh, back in the, uh-huh. the day with the yeah. major league, you know, where they peel a section. It was the same thing. That was his idea in his own brain, a way to bring the team together at the time that was struggling. Now, is that the reason they won the World Series? No. They won the World Series because they were loaded. They had good players. They had a good manager. But they had chemistry. 
And so the reason they had chemistry, I believe, is a guy like Austin Hedges who brings that all together because he's not out there to win games for you offensively. Defensively, he does. But that is so important. So if you sign a guy like Shohei Otani, you better make sure that you have other complementary pieces on your team that bring your team together if your ultimate goal is to win the World Series. If your goal is to get the best player out there and put them on a pedestal and market them and sell it out and you don't win, cool. We see how that plays out all the time across baseball too. But if your goal is to win, you need those guys around. They are so important throughout the course of the season. Talking to Ryan Dempster here on Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito here with you. And, Demp, I may or may not have seen you dressed as Captain America at a Blackhawks game one time. I think that was you. I'm not, you know, hey. not 100% sure. <laughs> that was a really funny, that was funny. That was a kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision. My good friend Donnie Cruz and I, and we went to the game. And, sure. And I wore that outfit. And, and the best was I went down in afterwards into the locker room because I, I was friends with a, a player on the other team. And, and I and I'd been ragging him during the game from behind the bench, and he he told me to come over the glass, come on down to the to the to the bench, and see what happened. And so then I went down into the locker room, and he was undoing his skates, and he came up ready to hit me, and I peeled my mask off, and he was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> he goes, "I told a bunch of guys in the team I was going to clock you if I saw you, and then and then it's you." So yeah, it was. Uh, I like to have fun, as That's you can tell. Great. That's Absolutely. Great. No, it was a wonderful uh, uh, memory as you were talking about uh, all of the various different hijinks uh, that are very effective in, in a major league clubhouse. And uh, as we talk about free agency and you obviously go back uh, a ways with Jed Hoyer, uh, who's, you know, in the end going to be making these decisions uh, for the Chicago Cubs. When you think about Jed and you think about this offseason and, and knowing him personally, how, how do you see... Uh, how Jed's going to attack this. You know he's got a plan, but how, how in your mind do you think Jed's going to attack this offseason for the Cubs? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, Jed is, has, A, grown and evolved to, you know, one of the brighter minds in the game as far as knowing how everything operates and what he needs to do and, and being realistic about what, you know, the Cubs need as a team. And I think that's, you know, a testament to him, and, and I think he's going to be aggressive. But at the same time, like, you got to be really careful. You know, like council talked about that. I heard that po- that sound coming in. You got to be really careful, you know, in free agency. Um, but you also, you also have to not fear to be able to take that chance because careful in a sense, like, you know, you, I think it was Billy Bean. He said, you know, you can always recover from the contract you don't sign. You know, you, sometimes right. it's hard to recover from the one that you, the big contract that you do sign somebody to. Um, but that being said, you know, when you sign an impact free agent and you make that call, it invigorates an organization. It invigorates your scouts, your player development. It invigorates guys in your minor leagues, um, your your fan base, most importantly. You know, and then the players on the field. When they know that all of a sudden, you know, we're getting better, we're getting better. Like, ask every manager out there, how do you become a better manager? You get better players. You know, like, that's the reality. Like, so I think that's really important. And, and the Cubs are getting better and have gotten better and, and are getting closer and closer to that window. And so I, I imagine Jed, A, so thorough. He's going to listen on every single person out there, um, every trade opportunity, every free agent availability, and then have to assess it. But, you know, I'm not going to be shocked if he makes a big play. I'm not going to be shocked if he makes a big trade because he's going to do it to better the Cubs right now 
and believe that it will lead to sustainable winning. And that's the goal, right? Um, and not being afraid to take that chance. But, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, everybody wants everybody, but like somebody can always offer a little bit more money. Somebody can always offer an extra year. Um, you know, teams overpay. Look what, you know, it happens on certain teams. They got it. They want to try and get somebody to come somewhere. So they have to give them a little bit more money or a little bit more time. And, it's hard and free agency, man. I've watched it, man. The negotiations that go on, these guys go to the hotel room and they don't leave there for days, man. And they are on the phone constantly trying to, trying to do what they can to, to better the organization. And, you know, this, this is an opportunity where I think Jed knows he has a chance to make some impact. And, and I truly believe that, you know, the Cubs will walk out of this with a better team than they walk into the winter meetings. I'll put it that way. Ryan Dempster, I guess, for a few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse. And uh, Demp, on the south side of Chicago, Dylan Cease is uh, being bandied about in trade talk. You look at Cease, uh, the runner-up for the uh, Cy Young Award in the American League in 2022. You see Cease had a little bit of a clunky um, year last year. The team had a clunky year, to say the least, uh, losing 101 games. Impactfully, you look at the timing that Chris Getz has to look at a trade. If you're Chris Getz and you're lining up a trade to to trade Cease, who has two years of contract control left, uh, do you wait until Snell and Yamamoto uh, and the other free agents are off the market, Montgomery, and you wait for a few trades to be made before you turn to the Dodgers, Braves, Orioles, or Cubs and say, well, you're left with nothing. What type of package will you put together for my guy? Yeah, I mean, unless somebody – see, you're exactly right, Bruce. You nailed it. But at the same time, teams know that that's the case. So if they want to try and get Dylan Cease, if they value Dylan Cease and his contract and what they're looking for over Blake Snell – then they'll be prepared to to offer the prospects that they need to they need to unload. So, but I but I do agree with you. I think the one guy you're going to have to wait to see who comes off the board the most is Yamamoto. I think this guy is going to get all in all value with the posting fee and everything, probably close to what Garrett Cole got in overall value of a contract. Um, his numbers are ungodly in Japan. I mean, three time winner of the MVP years three years in a row. So once he's gone, then I think, you know, your next premier guy on the market is Blake Snell and Dylan Cease. Those are your two guys, I think, at the top of the list. Even I know Montgomery had an unbelievable stretch with Texas, but people I don't think in the industry view it the same way. So I think you're looking at Cease and Snell, and then you open up possibilities. And I think that's ultimately where probably the domino will fall. But you never know, right? A team gets in there and says, listen, we're not going to compete for this guy, but we got the prospects that – we can trade or the pieces and they might not even be prospects. They might be big league ready to be able to trade to the White Sox to get Dylan Cease because it's hard to get starters with that kind of stuff, right? That can punch out guys the way that Dylan Cease does. And I know he had a little bit of a down year, but you got two more years of controllability and, you know, and it's the move that needs to be made. I, I, I would not only, I would trade Luis Robert personally. I trade them both. Yeah. You know, make, make, make your organization. Imagine what you could get for those two guys. You know, as far as a as even more controllability in players and and top prospects and revamp your whole entire you know kind of 
you're in a rebuild anyways. If you're trading Dylan Cease away and you're doing these and you've already made trades and gotten rid of guys, like you're already in that process anyways. And so you're rebuilding for, what, three to four years. You pick up two options, Luis Robert, and now he's a free agent. Might as well get everything you can for him at optimum amount of time. So, But that's for you know Chris Getz to make that decision. But he's going to get a lot for, for Dylan Cease, and he'd get even more for Luis Robert. You know, Last uh, thing for me. It's still Chicago. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, it's still Chicago, and the fact that you got to give White Sox fans a reason to come out to the ballpark next year. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm with you on the Robert logic. I just think that if you got one of the great players in the game that isn't even near his peak right now, yes, you'll get the most for him. But how about just entertaining the home fans for the next uh, four or five years and being one of the great, maybe the next Mike Trout of uh, the American League. Yeah, I, I'm with you, but you know what entertains the home fans is winning. Yeah, That yeah, really right. entertains them. They, they like that. Uh, last thing for me, Demp, as we talk about starting pitching in Yamamoto and, and uh, some of the free agents are going to get a lot of bucks, there's a lot of interesting guys, too, in my mind, that could be one-year rentals. You know, we've talked about Tyler Glass now on this show. There's rumblings about uh, Corbin Burns and Shane Bieber being trade targets. Uh, which of those guys or – do all of those guys intrigue you for, for the Chicago Cubs? Yeah. I mean, obviously Corbin Burns, I mean, intrigues me because he's, he's so darn good. But one guy that really, really intrigues me is Tyler Glass now. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, just has had that struggle of staying healthy, but when he's healthy um, and it hasn't always been arm, it's been like oblique. It's been this, you know, a little bit of the back or whatever. And to me, this is a guy that like, Stuff-wise, is as good as anybody. Um, you know, ironically, last year he set his career high in, in starts. But, I mean, he just he, – he strikes out dudes like crazy. I mean, 162 strikeouts in 120 innings last year. He, he's got the stuff. He, he, he's going to work his tail off. And, it, and I love the flyers on the – I mean, I've, I've lived it myself. There's something about free agent years you're going to get the best. So, if you feel like you're a team that can compete um, for your division and, and get to the playoffs – um, and then we all know what can happen once you get there. Um, you can get to the World Series. Look at the Arizona Diamondbacks and Texas. Like you can, you can get there and you can win. He's a guy that, to me, could be a difference maker just because he has such amazing swing and miss stuff. He doesn't give up a lot of hits. Um, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Keeps the ball in the ballpark. Out of those three guys, that would be my number one. Demp, uh, we appreciate it so much. Mike and I uh, wish you and the family happy holidays. Thanks for jumping in on Inside the Clubhouse and. We will see you soon. I, I don't think you're going to the winter meetings. I know you went last year, uh, but I know you'll be paying attention. So have a good one. Thanks again for joining us today. You got it. Thanks so much, guys. Happy holidays to you. I won't be at the winter meetings. I'll be doing a triple sow cow over at Wrigley Field on that sheet of ice there. So oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. All right. Take, Take care, It's Ryan, Ryan Dempster. Dempster. Our, uh, our good friend, and uh, you see him on Intentional Talk on MLB TV, uh, the former Cub, of course, and uh, all-around fun guy with some great points, Bruce, and we'll dissect some of those in the next segment. We're also going to talk about the Contemporary Era Baseball Committee, uh, the, the 16-person panel voting on veterans candidates for the Hall of Fame. Uh, some interesting names on there, including a former Cubs skipper that we all Uh, have some thoughts about. We'll talk about that next. The White Sox need a new television announcer. We'll talk about that as well. And Cubs Hall of Famer Andre Dawson Bruce uh, made some news this week about his Hall of Fame plaque, and it's something that we talked about with Andre Dawson on this very show 
uh, a few weeks back. All of that coming up as we continue on Inside the Clubhouse. And a quick reminder, coming up at 2 this afternoon, you'll be able to hear this week's episode of Take the North with David Haw and Dan Wiederer talking all things Bears at the bye week. Then at 2.30, Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi preview the NFL weekend with this week's episode of First and Pod. That's all coming up at 2 right here on The Score and the Odyssey app. More from baseball winter meetings preview here on Inside the Clubhouse when we return on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're damn right I thought about it. You think I'm stupid or something? God darn it. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Ella on these airwaves. This is Inside the Clubhouse. Bruce Levine, Mike Esposito, and for David this week. And Lou is in the news, Bruce, as we talk about uh, a busy baseball offseason coming up now. There are, of course, the the baseball writers who vote on the Hall of Fame, but uh, there's a second vote. Uh, used to be called the Veterans Committee, now called the ERA Committees. Uh, but some uh, candidates uh, for the Baseball Hall of Fame and our buddy, our old pal and uh, former Cubs skipper Lou Pinella, is among them. Yeah, and that soundbite you heard was from, I believe, 2008. Um, after uh, the Cubs blew a game in the ninth inning when uh, Alfonso Soriano uh, missed a play in left field. And I think our friend Jesse Rogers had asked... Uh, Lou, if he had thought about taking <laughs> taking Soriano <laughs> out right. for defense with the uh, with the uh, tie game at that time, and um, you heard what ensued. And Lou was, if anything, not uh, a wallflower, not not a shy guy at all, a terrific guy to deal with, a great baseball man, uh, certainly well deserving of going into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Uh, by his great career as a manager, which he's being uh, vetted for here. But uh, not only that, but just a, a great ball player during his career with the Yankees. Uh, just a great ambassador to the game. Somebody that uh, was a positive force. And, uh, you know, just a, you know, a, a fascinating, fascinating guy. He always spoke what he felt from the heart and uh, never pulled any punches. So, Lou is one of the uh, eight people that are on the list. Off the top of my head, Jim Leland, another good friend of our show and a good friend of mine, also up for the possibility of going in. 
Davey Johnson, former manager of the Mets, among other teams. His last one was Washington, another candidate. Cito Gaston, the first African-American manager to win a World Series, and he won two in a row uh, with Toronto back in 92 and 93. Uh, all of these guys uh, certainly have the credentials. Uh, the vote is this. There's 16 um, people voting for uh, the guys on this list. Uh, you have to get 12 of the votes, or 75%, in order to get in. So all or none of them could go in if they don't get 12, uh, 12 of the votes for them uh, in this vote that takes place tomorrow evening in Nashville uh, among this committee. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, your, your thoughts about uh, the rest of the committee? There's also Joe uh, West, who uh, retired uh -huh. as the umpire with the most games ever umpired in the history of the game. Bill White, a great ball player in his day, a great announcer with the Yankees. Also the president, the first African-American president of the National League. Uh, also um, among the people that will be uh, looked at for, nom for uh, election tomorrow. Yep. No, and and the the interesting part of this, like you said it, right? You need to get twelve of these uh, twelve votes out of the sixteen people uh, in order to get in. Last year, Fred McGriff was the only guy to do that, and uh, the the candidates you mentioned, Joe West, Ed Montague, is another um, old umpire that is up there, and along with Bill White, there's a guy named Hank Peters. I don't profess to know uh, a lot of the so old Hank executives. Peters, uh, was. He, he was a, an architect of both the um, Baltimore Orioles and the Cleveland Indians when the Cleveland Indians went on their great run uh, back in the 90s. Uh, he, along with, handed off to John, uh, John Hart, who was yep. the general manager who got most of the credit for what went on there. But Hank was a, a great yep. uh, executive in baseball for, uh, for decades. So those, those are the candidates. And in my mind, Bruce, I mean, I don't see... I, I do see Lou Pinella, and I mean, personally, I would vote for Jim Leland and Lou Pinella. Uh, those would be my votes, and it's got to do with longevity in the game, great success at multiple stops as a manager, and in Pinella's case, and I used to always think about this when we would interview him uh, covering the Cubs when he was the skipper, you know, here's a guy who's who's been in the game. You know, he was a player back into the late 60s, early 70s, played on all those uh, great Yankee teams, and then went into the dugout, the Cincinnati Reds he was with, uh, with that great team that won the World Series in 1990, all his years in Seattle, and then with the Cubs. I mean, to me, that is, that is a Hall of Fame resume and then some. And for Jim Leland, and you mentioned it, right, started, what, as a, as a White Sox third base coach under Tony La Russa and then went on to great – managerial success in his own right at several stops. Those those are my two votes if I'm looking at this list. I don't, you know, I mean, umpires, and I know Joe West had the most games and all of that. Um, I suppose you could you could uh, vote, you could see Joe West uh, getting in there, but um, that that's how I see it. How about you? Well, I'm a, I'm a big Leland uh, fan uh, as a uh, <clears throat> baseball man and as a person, and same with Lou. So I'm a little prejudiced when it comes to both of them. Uh, consider both uh, friends. I would like, here's what I'd like most. Uh, these guys are in their 70s. Lou is approaching 80. So is Leland. Please put them in the Hall of Fame. They deserve it. Let them and their families smell the roses. Okay. Yep. 
let's not put people in there like Hank Peters, who is no longer with us, and uh, their family, or the, you know, have, they have to celebrate by themselves without that person. Uh, you know, this is not, uh, you know, we're not electing a pope here. We're, uh, we're putting guys <laughs> right. into the Hall of Fame that have had a strong impact in a very positive way on the game for decades. So don't make them wait any longer. The executives, managers, and um, umpires are in a rotation. Every three years they vote on them. The same thing with uh, some of the veteran committees on players like uh, McGriff and and those different eras. So let's, you know, I'm not saying let's just throw everybody in the Hall of Fame. I'm not. But these guys are special people, okay? They belong in the Hall of Fame. Their families deserve to be able to celebrate it. People who love these guys in the game want to see them, I believe, it's only my humble opinion, want to see them be able to enjoy this great honor. I I could not agree with you more, Bruce. And I think of our, our old buddy, Ron Santo, who got in only after he had passed away, which... I'm sure his family appreciated, but it wasn't exactly what you just said, right? He didn't get a chance to smell the roses. Uh, they're, 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 they're upset to this day, okay? Yeah. And, and again, it's not that they're not appreciative that he's in, but he deserved to be in before he right. passed away. And it, it just it, it was unfortunate. Uh, let's jump to the 100%. Andre uh, Dawson news, Mike. Absolutely. So Andre Dawson, uh, he spoke with us about this a few weeks ago on Inside the Clubhouse. He was back at it again this week talking about his Hall of Fame plaque because currently, Bruce, it shows a Montreal Expos cap. But this is what he had to say this week on on Marquee. I want my preference. I want to go in as a Cub. I feel like a Cub lifer. You know, so much is made of what you played 10 years in Montreal. And I was told that the decision was based on uh, the history of the game. Think when I think back about uh, my time in Chicago, I was rejuvenated. Uh, the fan base is what I particularly had in mind when I said I wanted to wear uh, a Cubs emblem. Uh, they embraced me. Uh, they allowed me to. Uh, get my feet underneath me, not feel myself around, feel my way around. And, uh, you know, I just I just went through something that I could not have imagined. Uh, the the right, right field bleacher bums uh, putting together Andre's army. And for six years, uh, it was it was glorifying. And I just, you know, look at that particular portion of my career uh, that I think catapulted me to the status of uh being hall worthy so that was andre's comment echoing what he told us a few weeks back bruce and um i don't see how to me i don't see how you argue with a guy who's already a hall of famer and the expos are no longer a franchise and i get it you want to have some representation there but he's literally asking for it and he makes a great case i don't see why you wouldn't do that for him so they took away uh some of the players rights that got into the hall of fame to to pick out the hat that they want to be on their Hall of Fame plaques after uh, Wade Boggs kind of sold his, uh, the Tampa Rays, back then the Devil Rays, made a deal with Boggs, allegedly paying him to go in as a Tampa Ray. After that, the Hall of Fame put a halt to uh, players being able to pick out 
what team they want uh, to be known as when they go into the Hall of Fame and uh, emblem, put the emblem on their cap. Uh, that changed again in recent years. And Dawson is just saying, well, if it changed again and they have their pick, I want to be a cub on mine, and uh, I'm happy to uh, to ask you to to please change it. I, I think he's got a great uh, case and a great point. You know, it, it's like he feels as much as he was loved his time in Montreal that uh, the Chicago Cubs was was the turning point in his career, and that's what turned him into the Hall of Famer and the player that he could be at that point of his career. I say, you know, it's a pretty strong arm, argument, Mike. I agree. I agree. We have one more segment here on Inside the Clubhouse. White Sox fans, who do you want as your next television announcer? Jason Benetti, of course, off to Detroit. Uh, We'll hear a quick soundbite from Benetti and talk about that. We'll also uh, get to more of your calls. There's a few of you on hold. Please stay there if you're there. Uh, 312-644-6767 is our number if you want to talk Otani, if you want to talk Cease. Hall of Fame, any of the topics we've been talking about as we get into our last segment. He's Bruce. I'm Mike. This is Inside the Clubhouse at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's funny uh, the way the way people have said it like you just did. I feel like I'm a free agent signing <laughs> like MLB trade rumors is going to post things about me. Uh, no, it's um, honestly, truly, it's that the White Sox were generous enough to let me pursue this. They didn't have to. And then the Tigers are a franchise that once you meet the people inside those doors, you want to work with them. Like there are some phenomenal people there and it's, you know, AJ Hinch, uh, we know what he is as a manager. He's fantastic. He's a, he's a brilliant thinker. Scott Harris and everybody below him are building something really cool, but you know, the Ryan Gustafson's, the Ron Colangelo's Ben Fiddleman, there are marvelous people on the day-to-day side of the Tigers office that, it, it was very clear and talking to them and the people at Bally to uh, Jeff Bile and Greg Hammerin, like they want to make a really cool broadcast. We're back with more inside the clubhouse on sports radio, 670, the score and 670, the score.com and always live on the free Odyssey app presented by bet rivers Sportsbook. That's the familiar voice of Jason Benetti, the former White Sox television broadcaster, talking on Ben Verlander's podcast this week. Bruce talks about going to Detroit, and we know the White Sox still have uh, not filled that opening. Not that they need to rush to do so, but uh, we want to know, and uh, certainly uh, what you're hearing, Bruce, about uh, who might be considered and who might be considered frontrunners for said uh, job with the White Sox. Connor McKnight, Mike Monaco, Zach Zaidman, all names that are being considered for the White Sox television announcer job. Uh, Many other names have applied. Monaco did uh, numerous games when Benetti was not there last year doing national games. Uh, Pretty well liked out there. He signed a three-year deal this offseason with ESPN to do uh, national games of different sorts. 
Uh, I think he did the Little League World Series last year. I think he did the College World Series. Great broadcaster. Uh, Connor has come a, an awfully long way. Pre and po- yep. post-game host for the White Sox. Has done a lot of radio and television the last few years. And has just done a terrific job. And, uh, of course, my, my teammate on uh, Cubs broadcasts, pre- and post-game host, Zach Zaidman, who does a ton of games when Pat's away is well-deserving of being a full-time broadcaster. So these are some of the names that you're hearing out there for that job. Uh, Mike, you want to throw your hat in? Are you ready to uh, <laughs> do the White Sox voice I, I would, on television? I would, love to, I would love to do it. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess the White Sox would probably not hire me for that uh, in that group. But uh, listen, uh, lots of familiar names on there, and certainly – uh, I know firsthand from working in that booth when Pat's off with Zach, uh, how great a job he does on the Cubs broadcasts when he's filling in for Pat. And uh, I agree with you. I, I, I enjoyed listening to Connor do uh, the fill-in games when he happened to be there uh, when Benetti was off. And at first you're like, wait a second, that's Connor. Like it didn't even register to me that it was him doing the game until you're like, wait a second, I recognize that voice. That's Connor. It just seemed like a natural great broadcast. So I, I can see that uh, certainly being a, a serious uh, option for them. Uh, and especially with the White Sox tendencies, and I won't say that this is what they'll automatically do, but to kind of keep it in-house with people they're familiar with, I would I would love to see Counter get a chance at that. That makes an awful lot of sense. I, again, there are, all, there are so many great broadcasters. There's so few jobs, you know, 60 yep. jobs in Major League Baseball, television and radio-wise. And so many deserving people out there. So we'll see how it shakes down. We, we wish uh, Jason nothing but the best. He's going to be missed here. Just a terrific broadcaster and terrific guy. Uh, yep. We'll hear him and see him when the Detroit Tigers come into town. And Mike, uh, we have a lot of people to thank. Go ahead, and uh, I'll, I'll start by thanking Ryan Dempster for being our guest today. Absolutely. Our thanks to Tyler Farringold for producing uh, the program today, Bruce. Thanks to you as always, and uh, enjoy yourself, and we'll be looking for all of your uh, reports from the winter meetings this week. People can follow me on Twitter at 670thescore.com. Also on our uh, website, I'm sorry, <laughs> let's try that again. People can follow me on Twitter and on our website at 670thescore.com. I'll be reporting for Marquee Sports Network. In closing, uh, a good uh, uh Happy trails to our friend Mike McCarthy, who will be stepping down at Marquee Sports Network as a general manager and be consulting to find a new boss there. It's been a great pleasure working for Mike and a great friend. Uh, He will be missed. Absolutely. Our best to Mike and uh, hope things uh, continue to go well for him health-wise. Bruce, enjoy yourself at the winter meetings. I'm Mike Esposito. It's a pleasure filling in for David, as always, and stick around for Steve Rosenblum and some Saturday suckage coming your way next here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.